0: Welcome to Let's Get Busy Lifting Shopper, Busy Lifting Shopper, Busy Lifting Shopper. I just um, want to say good morning to you, and I want to say that I'm thinking about my friends out there today, that um, a dear friend of mine passed away, and I just want to say that um, this is for you, buddy. We love you, right? Yes. It's just, um, life is a gift, isn't it? It really is. Every day. Every day. And being sober just makes it even better, doesn't it? hmm So our topic today, everybody out there that's listening, is like trying to get sober and then getting a couple of days, weeks, months, you know, without a drink and feeling really great and then having that ultimate time where the alcohol is presented in front of you and you pick up and you feel terrible. Do you remember those feelings, L- Weezy?
1: I I do, and you know, it's I've had a couple things um, or a couple stories lately told to me about the, the same thing. Just having, you know, having months. I mean, right now I have, let's see, I have fifteen, sixteen months. Congratulations! Yes! Yeah. You know, I like to. It's funny when you're when you're a mother, you you like to say your kids are in in their age in months when they're little because they seem, that makes them seem smaller. But then if you're sober, you don't like to speak in months because it sounds so much shorter. So I'd like to say I'm a year and three months or four months. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you think that it's, it's, you know, after the year, after a year, you know, um, it can't possibly happen. I mean, it's just, you know, I've been around alcohol. I try, I try not to, and I've mentioned this before. I try not to if I can be around it. Um, but I don't think it presents a challenge to me if I am at all. Um, but I, I know I've mentioned in the past that I always felt that, um, I came across as stronger and, you know, more powerful and all this good stuff if I could just, you know, if I could be around it. And, and you know, I I think that was really, it didn't, it wasn't the demise of my society the first time around, but, but it, it didn't help to constantly put myself in a situation where I was, when I was, you know, in, in a, a room with people drinking or if I was at a bar, a restaurant, you know, I kept thinking I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And, and the truth is it's just not, it, it, if you can avoid it, avoid it. Um, you know, I was just talking to my friend yesterday and she was talking about her friend that um, had 15 months and um, had, I guess, had, had a party or something. I don't know the details, but but in any event, they there were two beers left. Um, over uh, from it was I think it was Thanksgiving, but there were two beers and um, he drank them and you know he had fifteen months and was happy and sober and and now he just can't get it he he you know he can't get sober it, all, that's all it took was two beers sitting in his house I would think that wasn't a problem I mean I never liked beer so but but um, gosh you
0: know how how powerful is that. And and that's the whole thing is that we think like, okay, I've got this. I haven't had a drink. And, you know, the crazy thing is, and I was thinking about this this morning, um, like at four o'clock in the morning, I was like, when you have alcoholism, like you won't, once you go and you like cross over that, like I'm no longer a normal drinker. I'm an alcoholic, which I believe I've been, that I've been since I was like, I was born this way. So it's like once you have it, you have it. Like it's never going away, right? It's, it might get right. a little dormant, but it's always there. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we when we stop and we get a couple months, I mean, for me, I I I, I can say this honestly. Like I never really tried to quit until I quit. I, I think by the grace of God. Like I once I hit my rock bottom, I went in and I I mean today. I have today. That's it. But I know that that like once I came in almost thirteen years ago, that was it for me. Right? I never went back again because I was so scared. I'm so scared because I've heard so many people that say, "Oh my gosh!" I picked up that drink and I can't come back. Right.
1: Well, I mean, it's. it's I know that people have said to me, and and I, it's not. I don't take offense, but I think, oh gosh, you know, I just I feel so childlike when people have to tell me or when people feel that they have to tell me, um, you know, you shouldn't have alcohol in your house or if someone's coming over to visit, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't buy any alcohol, you shouldn't have it in your house. And, and I'm thinking, you know, well, let that be my decision. But the truth is, it doesn't really hurt to have someone remind you of that because it really isn't a good thing. It really isn't. And the more I... The, the more time I have sober, the more I realize I really don't need to, I mean, <laughs> when I used to have, even if I had an Easter egg hunt, or even if I had a birthday party or had someone coming over to pick up their kid at, you know, noon that who slept over, I felt like I needed to have wine. <laughs> I needed to have something. <laughs> even if they didn't, they didn't want it. I just had to be able to offer it. Well, who, you know... I I don't know. I mean, I never get offered it when I go pick up my child somewhere, or you know. So it's just I I don't need it in my house. I don't have a re. I, I just I don't. But you know, people do remind me of that, and it's and it's okay. Um, you know, for that split second, I do feel like uh, you know I got this. I, I I can handle my own life, and I I certainly know whether to have alcohol in my house or not. But it's it's not such a bad thing to be reminded of it because. You know, I, the, like I just said, there, there are stories. There's people out there that, you know, after 15 months, you know, two beers are sitting in the house and, you know, somebody left them behind and no big deal. But all of a sudden now
0: it's an issue and, and this person can't, can't get sober. Oh, um, my gosh. And I can tell you, speaking of having it in your house, you know, I'm down here renting this house in Florida and I... We came to this house and we were here one night and I, you know, when you get rent a house, you don't, I, I, at least for me, I didn't look through all the cabinets in the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after I'd been here for a day, I like, I started to finally rummage through everything and see what I needed. Do so we have an ice cream scoop or all those little things. And I found a cabinet and in the cabinet was a bottle of wine, a bottle of vodka and a bottle of triple sec. I don't know. Is that alcohol? I don't know if that's even alcohol triple sec, but is it? I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like grenadine. It's just that- like- <laughs> that- oh, I don't know.
1: I-, I truly don't know. I would have drank it, but I, I-, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I-, I don't know either. But all I know is that it was there, and I went to bed. And I got up the next morning, and, again, I, I have 12 year thier- I mean, I'm in my 13th year of sobriety. And I woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, my God, there's alcohol in there. J.F. might be going home, you know, every once in a while. Oh, no, I can't hear you. It's a, that's what I, it, I would have drank it. I would have drank it while J.F. went away without even thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like my little secret. It was like I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want to say, oh, my God, by the way, that's bothering me. Where I bet, like, your friend who picked it up, I'm sure that person was not like, oh, you know what? That's really bothering me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, well, just for me, I I used to like to have it around just because it was, um, I just felt like people would think that I was, that I had it all together. You know, that I was, I was, <laughs> I was all that. Because I was, you know, a recovering person, I could be around it, you know. Hold it. It's just like somebody with, you know, with an eating um, issue or problem, or um, you know, having a, a, a triple layer cake sitting in the closet, you know. Um, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like it just, uh, yeah. it doesn't. And I think that that's what I, I. And I'll tell you this. I mean, I had, I had, and I don't know if I ever told anybody this, but I had a box of wine in my um, closet, uh, my coat closet, for a long time. And and people asked me, do you have any liquor left? Is there anything in the house? And I said, no, because I didn't count that. It it just didn't count. Um, It was just this, it wasn't even a security blanket. It was, I don't know what it was. I haven't labeled it yet. I haven't figured it out. But there was something about just knowing that it was there. Not knowing that it was there because... I could drink it someday. It was just, I don't know. I i, I really don't. Um, I don't know why I kept it there. I don't know why I kept it a secret. I don't, I, because I never was tempted to, to take it down off the shelf. I was, uh, nothing. When I was getting ready to move, um, I just threw it out in its entirety. I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't even bother to, to <laughs> drain, <laughs> drain it. Um I was like, now you can't even say pour it out. Um, I I didn't, I just took the whole box and I threw it out. But it was just that, it, I don't know, for, for a year and, you know, however many months, I, I kept it there. I knew it was there. Nobody else knew it was there. Um, what I was ever going to do with it, I don't know, other than throw it out. But like I said, I didn't have any, there was no temptation. It wasn't like I wanted it there because I knew if I ever felt like I could you know if i if I felt like drinking it was there and I wouldn't have to go far I mean it certainly wasn't that because at that point it was you know a year old um, so that was strange but i i I wouldn't recommend it i know and I know other people i've I've heard people in meetings say that that they have alcohol in their house they have no they have no um desire to drink it, but they keep it there and just as a I don't know. What is it? Did did you ever do that?
0: I never did. I mean, okay. again, I, I mean, when I, when I, I, you know, when I quit, I, I got rid of it all. And I, I remember going to my mom's house and taking like this humongous box of alcohol and just being like, here, mom. But for me, it's like, kind of like that chocolate cake you were talking about. It's I'm the same way with chocolate cake, cigarettes, anything like that that I, uh, like, I really, I love chocolate. I love cigarettes. <laughs> I loved alcohol. So it being in my house calls my name. Right. But it's interesting that I want to bring up. I want to circle back to something that you said. You said because you wanted people to think that you had it. And it's interesting because this person, a person reached out to me this week, and they are getting married. And they went, they hadn't had a drink in like five months. And then they went to a shower, and they drank too much. And then was, were filled with remorse and filled with sadness and were totally overwhelmed and really hated themselves. And because of that, they were they, they were filled with shame. And they're like, what am I supposed to do now? How am I going to get married? What am I going to do? And I don't want anybody to know that I have this disease, that I have a problem with alcohol. And... That's what I want to, start. it's like, what is it as human beings that it's not okay for us to say, you know what, I can't drink. Like, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. <laughs> I, I I mean, talk to me about it every day. And I just feel, I, I mean, I, I can add something different to that, that topic because it's, it is crazy. It's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a, I could talk for hours about it because it's it, I, I'm getting better. I, I don't have, I mean, especially doing, um, the service of going to the, the prison. I mean, I've just, I'm so comfortable talking about my sobriety, but you know, there are little, there's little speed bumps, you know, that I have with, with certain people and especially in, in you know, being single and dating. I mean, it is somewhat of an issue. I, or I'm making an issue. It, maybe it's not, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I do think about it. Um, it it's, I think it's just that stigma. So it goes back to that, you know. It is. And,
0: you know, even our good friend down in Texas that we've been talking to us since the, pretty much since the beginning, which we, we love her, Heidi, Um you know, she reached out to me yesterday, and she said, you know, look at all these people. Like, she got a text message that was like, I can't wait for summer for us to day drink. And these women are in their 40s and 50s. Like, they couldn't wait to be done with work and have it be summertime so they could drink all day long rather than, you know, paying attention to your kids or, like, planning an adventure to go learn about something new in the world. They're like, we can day drink. <laughs> Isn't it crazy?
1: Yeah. It is it, yeah, you know I was at um I, uh, this kind of little off topic, but it just has to do with um with drinking and how people perceive it, and you know when um when I was at a, a memorial on Saturday for my ex mother in law and um, we got to the luncheon, and everybody was uh Everybody got, they were seated and had their meal because it was a buffet and they were sitting down. And one of the um, relatives got up to say, I guess, Grace, and I'm not exactly sure if it was him, but he then said, You know, everybody please lift up your shot. And it was a shot glass. The waiter had come around and given everybody shots of, I think it was fireball, um, which oh. was just lovely for, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, it was noon time. And, um, <laughs> But anyway, I looked around, and at my table, there were no shots, and I'm thinking, well, this is odd. Everybody at this point is holding their fireball up in the air, and (coughs) nobody at my table has one, and my ex-husband across the table said, oh, you know, I I told him just, you know, skip this table. So, I mean, not that it ruined anything for my children who were sitting there. They weren't going to have shot a fireball, but... (coughs) You know, there were other people, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what we don't want. And I'll speak for people that are recovering. I don't care. I'm not going to say this myself, (laughs) but there are people out there that I know would agree with me. It's just, it's not comfortable, and it's not necessary. And I get it that there are people that have, you know, they have our best interests in mind. Like, they definitely do. I don't think it was meant to be mean or anything like that but my goodness if, if you're out there listening and you're on the other side of it just don't, don't <laughs> try to accommodate us because it just it doesn't work you know it was really uncomfortable for me um it really was it was so unnecessary and 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 I'm not being critical it's just I'm sure you can you know agree. It's just it was so unnecessary. I like I told my friend this is the if I'm gonna relapse, which I, I hope to God I never will, but if I ever did, it would not be with a fireball shot at my ex mother in law's service. It's not that that that's not the that's not gonna be it. Well and I think it's something Oh, it,
0: Elizabeth, you keep. Be-
1: oh, okay, you keep cutting out. So I don't know if you're walking around.
0: I'm not. I'm just been oh. sitting in the same spot. Oh, okay. Florida has the worst cell service in America, and I don't know why. Okay. But um, um, I was gonna say it's like setting a healthy boundary. And setting a healthy boundary sometimes with some people can feel like you're going to a battle mine, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. know when you're gonna step on a bomb, and you're gonna say something where they're gonna be like. Ah! And you're like, wait a minute, I just wanted to protect myself. I'm sorry if I offended you, but I need to protect myself and tell you that I don't need you to do this anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard I, I, to navigate is. that, isn't it? It is hard. And I actually, when I went at that, that same day, I ended up going to dinner. I met um, my sister and, and her husband and my um, father and his wife and my cousin and her mom, uh, my aunt for dinner that evening. And, I got there, um, before everybody got there, my sister was there with her husband and they were at the bar and I, and one of the very first things after coming from this, you know, service and reception and that fireball incident, I, I, one of the very first things I said to them was, listen, do not, do not feel like you have to speak you know, quietly to the, the waiter tonight. You don't have to tell him about rehab or me. Uh. You know. So she tried it twice. <laughs> Second time stuck, you know. I mean but you can't I said just don't do that. Don't do any of that for me. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I can I can actually keep that empty bottle or glass of wine or glass. I can keep that glass in front of me. I don't have to it's it's none of it's a problem. I can handle it. Um and they were laughing about it. But when I was how back I was around, gonna
0: say, how did they receive it?
1: they were fine. I mean, they thought it was funny, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they, you know, given the opportunity, they probably would have said to the waitress or even just mouth like, no, she's good. She drink. She drink. <laughs> and um, so, so, but when we got to the table, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that my father had said something because when the, I had seltzer water, but when the waitress came around, she she gave my cousin some wine. She poured her wine, and then she said um, something like, oh, well, I can see um, you won't be drinking wine with us tonight, so do you mind if I take your glass? And I said, oh, sure, take it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but it just felt like that someone had said something, or she knew, she knew that I wasn't drinking I don't know, it just maybe it was me feeling paranoid, but it was it just seemed odd that she um said what she said and then took my glass. Um because I didn't really indicate that I didn't I mean everybody had drinks, side drinks, and then they all you know, the wine was there to have and be poured, but it just didn't it didn't make its way to me and she took my glass within, you know, seconds. Um so it's just stuff like that, you know, you just feel, mm, gosh, this doesn't have to happen, but you know it's unless you preface it with people, unless you tell them like I did, please don't don't make a big deal out of it. I can handle I can tell the waiter or waitress that I don't drink, I can tell them on my own, I can tell them.
0: Yeah, you and don't that have felt the
1: mouth that you don't have to you don't have to pull them to the side, you don't have to have them bend down you tell tell them their ear. Uh, it's just so silly, I, I, but but I mean I, I get I get it I get why people do that because they get uncomfortable they don't know what to do, um, but it, it's just it's, it's so much easier if you could just deal with it on your own.
0: And that's what I want to tell everybody out there that's listening. That's like if you're having if there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, um, I, as everybody knows, I said to my husband, I'm like, well, everybody knows I'm sober because, you know, I wear it on my shirt sleeves. He's like, what do you mean you wear it on your shirt sleeve? You wear it in bright colors on your back, on your front, on your side. <laughs> like everybody knows <laughs> that I'm sober and I'm not ashamed of it. And I feel like it is nothing to be ashamed of. And if we take ownership of ourselves and we set those boundaries for ourselves, life can be so much better you know what I mean
1: yeah but I think it also is is you know unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it, I I I, I happen to surround myself with mostly people that don't drink um and that's by design um so it, it it does make it easier to be more open and honest and, and, and like we had talked about, I guess it was last last week when I was, when I had, or maybe it was two weeks ago when I had gone to the um, little dinner party. And right. And it was the first time that I felt like I didn't have the identity or, you know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't preoccupied with my recovery and my alcoholism. Your scarlet letter? Yeah, I mean, I just I, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't have to wear it out of the house or what. You know, so I think that that's kind of, you know, it's it's just it's hard. But but with the people that I am surrounded by and the people that aren't even in, you know, in sobriety or um, aren't recovering, but that are people that know what I have done for myself with. Recovery. The people that have opened up to me that they have, you know, um, siblings or in-laws or whoever it is that they have in their life that's struggling, you know, all of a sudden now it's it's. I, I am only surrounded by people that embrace my recovery and know that I have done something with it. You know that there was. I feel like I have a purpose. Uh, not that I didn't have a purpose, but I really feel like I have a purpose now because I am helping people whether it's in prison or you know outside of prison but that you know I I am helping people so I I wear it proudly but I feel bad or I you know it's it's um it's hard when I think about people that just can't or you know do feel that shame or do feel um I don't know, the embarrassment
0: of it. I don't know. what it What, what is it? Um, well, what it's is. kind of like what you described in the beginning, which was that I want to have alcohol in my house because I want to feel like I – it was and you even found it a hard, a hard word to describe it. You're like, I don't know what it is. If I want to just feel hospitable, if I want to just feel normal, if I want to just feel um, charitable, if I want to just feel – like everybody else, but I want to have wine in my house so that I can serve it for somebody. But why? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is, is having a glass of wine different than having a glass of Pellegrino? Well, yeah, it's the spirits of it that make us more relaxed. But if we just go and we meet someone and we just get take time just to walk through those beginning fearful feelings that we have in any new situation... Because that's what I think it's all about. It's like the spirits that we, it's like, that's what they call alcohol, right? And back in the olden days, it was called spirits, right? And mm-hmm. so the spirits change the inside of us and give us this sense of like, all right, I'm relaxed. I'm okay. All those feelings that I have of like, like, what if they get to know me? What if they don't like me? What if they really find out who I am? What if they think I'm weird? What if they think I'm crazy? like all those crazy thoughts we have when somebody comes in, but if I offer you a glass of wine, then that all goes away because now I've I've offered you this spirit kind of thing that's going to change you. It's going to change me. And now we don't have to have all those weird emotions. Right. Yeah.
1: But I don't, I mean, I've kind of gotten to the point. Well, you know, even I'd gone out to lunch with a girlfriend and, and, you know, I know that initial thought of mine was, you know, I was going to say to her, you know, you can have, you can have a glass of wine if you want, but it's kind of the same thing as someone, you know, pulling on the, the waiter's sleeve and saying, she doesn't, she doesn't drink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you're just drawing attention to it. And I thought, I'm not going to say that anymore because those people who I'm with, first of all, know that I don't drink, know that I'm recovering. And I, they they can have a drink. That That's their own, that's their stuff. You know, let them have a drink. They know they can have one. If they want to have one, they can have one. But I'm not going to make it such a big deal out of it. Just like I don't want people making a big deal out of it with me to tell somebody, a waiter or whomever, the hostess. Jeez, um, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that either anymore. I just want to make it such, I just don't want to make it such an issue. You know, I don't to this- have to preface that when people, you know, going out to any, you know, I have friends that I haven't seen for a long time, but hopefully I'll see them soon. But they're, um, you know, we always go out to for sushi and stuff. and And I used to feel like. Bad. I would just feel horrible that they weren't drinking and thinking to myself the whole time that, oh, my God, they probably can't wait to get home so they can have a glass of wine because they're not drinking because they're with me and I don't drink and I think it's... You know, all this crap that goes in my head instead of just assuming that they're they're fine with that. They don't don't have my brain because they're not thinking about it, all the time like I would have been, but they're not thinking about it. They're just enjoying... They're sushi they're enjoying uh, like my company the other person's company they're not obsessing like i would that they that they're not drinking because they do have the choice they could drink but they're just choosing not to because maybe, okay. you know whatever and it is okay and i mean to to your friend who reached out about you know having drank at the was it the shower
0: yeah, um,
1: you know, I mean, I, I would take that all that energy of that that's being put into the embarrassment, the shame, the remorse, whatever it is, whatever all those feelings are, because there's there's a ton of them. It, put that energy into just staying sober. I mean, you know, just just transfer it because it yeah, does no good to to feel. It's just like everything is. It's like all the stories, all the times that you know. Whether you drove your kids to drinking, I mean yeah, you know, you, you you crack the door, you leave it cracked so that you don't forget how horrible it was, but it's not defining you moving
0: forward. It's over. Oh it's just like last week. Lady, you're awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Well thanks. I love our conversations.
0: I love our conversations too, and I want anybody who's out there who's listening, please write to us again and let us know what you want us to talk about next week, because this stuff is real. And um, you know, sometimes I wanted to just bring this up because I heard, from, you know, I, it's taken you a little bit of time to get to where you are today. So give your everybody who's listening, give yourself the time to get to the place where you're comfortable with it. Wouldn't you say that? Because it sounds mm-hmm. like it did. T- it was a, It's been a journey. It's not a race, but it's a journey. It has, and and it's and, and
1: enjoy every minute of it because it, there are some good laughs as well. I mean, it is it is it's a process, and it's and um and it's an interesting one to say the least. But it's you know there's it's it's fun and it's great and it's you know it's it's life and and like you know life is precious. Life enjoy is every precious. minute. Enjoy
0: minute. every minute and have yeah. a, okay. We have a great week. Oh, thanks. You too. Okay. All right, and everybody keep okay. getting busy living so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.